0: Section 18 of the Fourth Dimension by Charles Howard Hinton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Chapter 10 A Fourth Dimensional Figure. Part 2. Now, selecting, according to the rule, every one of one kind with every other of every other kind, we must take, for instance, 3i, 2j, 1k, 0h this point is marked 3210 at the lower star in the figure it is 3 in the i direction 2 in the j direction 1 in the k direction 0 in the h direction with 3i we must also take 1j 2k 0h this point is shown by the second star in the cube 0h in the first cube since all the points are 0h points we can only have varieties in which I, J, K are accompanied by 3, 2, 1. The points determined are marked off in the diagram, figure 72, and lines are drawn, joining the adjacent pairs in each figure, the lines being dotted when they pass within the substance of the cube in the first two diagrams. Opposite each point, on one side or the other of each cube, is written its name, it will be noticed that the figures are symmetrical right and left and right and left the first two numbers are simply interchanged now this being our selection of points what figure do they make when all are put together in their proper relative positions to determine this we must find the distance between corresponding corners of the separate hexagons to do this let us keep the axes I, J in our space, and draw H instead of K, letting K run out in the fourth dimension, figure 73. Here we have four cubes again, in the first of which, all the points are 0K points, that is, points at a distance 0 in the K direction from the space of the three dimensions I, J, H. We have all the points selected before and some of the distances which in the last diagram led from figure to figure are shown here in the same figure, and so capable of measurement. Take, for instance, the points 3120 to 3021, which in the first diagram, figure 72, lie in the first and second figures. Their actual relation is shown in figure 73, in the cube marked 2k where the points in question are marked with a star in figure seventy three we see that the distance in question is the diagonal of a unit square in like manner we find that the distance between corresponding points of any two hexagonal figures is the diagonal of a unit square the total figure is now easily constructed an idea of it may be gained by drawing all the four cubes in the catalogue figure in one figure seventy four these cubes are exact repetitions of one another so one drawing will serve as a representation of the whole series if we take care to remember where we are whether in a zero h a one h a two h or a three h figure when we pick out the points required figure seventy four is a representation of all the catalogue cubes put in one for the sake of clearness the front faces and the back faces of this cube are represented separately the figure determined by the selected points is shown below in putting the sections together some of the outlines in them disappear the line tw for instance is not wanted we notice that pqtw and twrs are each the half of a hexagon now qv and vr lie in one straight line hence these two hexagons fit together forming one hexagon and the line tw is only wanted when we consider a section of the whole figure we thus obtain the solid represented in the lower part of figure seventy four equal repetitions of this figure called a tetrakaidecagon will fill up three-dimensional space to make the corresponding four-dimensional figure we have to take five axes mutually at right angles with five points on each a catalogue of the positions determined in five-dimensional space can be found thus take a cube with five points on each of its axes the fifth point is at a distance of four units of length from the first on any one of the axes and since the fourth dimension also stretches to a distance of four we shall need to represent the successive sets of points at distances naught one, two, three, four, in the fourth dimensions, five cubes. Now all of these extend to no distance at all in the fifth dimension to represent what lies in the fifth dimension, we shall have to draw starting from each of our cubes five similar cubes to represent the four steps on in the fifth dimension by this assemblage we get a catalogue of all the points shown in figure 75, in which L represents the fifth dimension. Now, as we saw before, there is nothing to prevent us from putting all the cubes representing the different stages in the fourth dimension in one figure if we take note when we look at it, whether we consider it as a 0H, a 1H, a 2H, etc. cube. Putting then the 0H, 1H, 2H, 3H, 4H cubes of each row in one, we have five cubes, with the sides of each containing five positions. The first of these five cubes represents the 0L points, and has in it the I points from 0 to 4, the J points from 0 to 4, the K points from 0 to 4. While we have to specify with regard to any selection we make from it, whether we regard it as a 0H, a 1H, a 2H, a 3H, or a 4H figure. In figure 76, each cube is represented by two drawings, one of the front part, the other of the rear part. Let then our five cubes be arranged before us, and our selection be made according to the rule. Take the first figure, in which all points are 0 L points. We cannot have 0 with any other letter. Then, keeping in the first figure, which is that of the 0 L positions, take, first of all, that selection, which always contains 1 H. We suppose, therefore, that the cube is a 1 H cube, and in it we take I, J, K in combination with 4, 3, 2, according to the rule. The figure we obtain is a hexagon, as shown, the one in front. The points on the right hand have the same figures as those on the left with the first two numerals interchanged. Next, keeping still to the 0l figure, let us suppose that the cube before us represents a section at a distance of 2 in the h-direction. Let all the points in it be considered as two h-points. We then have a 0L2H region, and have the sets IJK and 431 left over. We must then pick out, in accordance with our rule, all such points as 4I3J1K. These are shown in the figure, and we find that we can draw them without confusion, forming the second hexagon from the front. Going on in this way, it will be seen that in each of the five figures, a set of hexagons is picked out which, put together, form a three-space figure, something like the tetrachydecagon. These separate figures are the successive stages in which the whole four-dimensional figure in which they cohere can be apprehended. The first figure and the last are tetrachydecagons. These are two of the solid boundaries of the figure the other solid boundaries can be traced easily some of them are complete from one face in the figure to the corresponding face in the next as for instance the solid which extends from the hexagonal base of the first figure to the equal hexagonal base of the second figure this kind of boundary is a hexagonal prism the hexagonal prism also occurs in another sectional series as for instance in the square at the bottom of the first figure the oblong at the base of the second, and the square at the base of the third figure. Other solid boundaries can be traced through four of the five sectional figures, thus taking the hexagon at the top of the first figure, we find in the next a hexagon also, of which some alternate sides are elongated. The top of the third figure is also a hexagon, with the other set of alternate rules elongated. And finally, we come in the fourth figure, to a regular hexagon. These four sections are the sections of a tetrachydecagon, as can be recognised from the sections of this figure which we have had previously. Hence, the boundaries are of two kinds, hexagonal prisms and tetrachydecagons. These four-dimensional figures exactly fill four-dimensional space by equal repetitions of themselves. End of section 18